Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the Hayes Talk podcast. We've got a very exciting lineup for you today and today I am joined by Teodora, Hello. Zoe, Hello. James Hello. and me, Jacob. So firstly, we'd like to start off by apologising for the lack of edition last time. We went to edit it but we discovered a large portion of our footage was corrupted so unfortunately unusable however we will be back to releasing them fortnightly after half term so we hope you enjoy this very special edition for the first time we have a year nine with us james and we also have a year seven interlude as well as some year seven rapping coming up for you um later what (laughs) it's galio it is is it's some really exciting stuff So anyway, we hope you enjoy this edition and up next is the Cricket World Cup. So for this segment, we are joined by, uh, among other things, cricket correspondent Fabian Bailey. Hello. So what is the Cricket World Cup? Okay, so it's a competition, a bit like the Football World Cup, which happens every four years. The last one happened in 2019, which England won. That was held in England and Wales and but there were some Cricket World Cups a couple of years ago which are the T20 World Cups which I think happen almost every year not every year but I think it's once every two years so there are 10 teams in this tournament and those are England, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh Afghanistan and some more so at the beginning there's a sort of table where they do matches against each other (laughs) exciting cricket insight and so there's a table stage to start off with and then the top four will go through to the semi-finals what's a table stage the I think they all play each other not 100% sure I think play each other and all the teams play nine games but I'm not 100% sure because they're only 50 games or so well I say only 50 games yeah but yeah 50 games across about 46 days and then there's the um, semi-finals and the finals wow that's really interesting (laughs) I'm gonna pretend I understood what half of that meant um so who do you think is going to win this world cup I think I'm probably gonna have to say India because I think they've been quite good in the lead up to the world cup they've played really well and it's especially with some of the players they have. Do you have to qualify? Yeah, so... How do you qualify? Um, there was a qualifying stage, so a bit like the one for the World Cup, where they... Oh, yeah. There are ICC's member nations. There are, I can't remember how many there are. There are about 15 or so, and the top 10 from a table stage. They have a table stage to qualify as well for that, and the top 10 go through... And then the bottom five don't um, qualify for the World Cup. What is ICC? Um, it's the International Cricket Council. And can any country join the Cricket Council? Like, say yeah. I moved and became the Prime Minister <laughs> of Senegal. Okay. Could I have Senegal uh, join the Cricket Council? I, I don't or know. Is it I, locked I, in at 15? Yeah. It's not locked in at 15. I don't know the exact details. So as a Senegalese, if I was a Senegalese a Prime Minister, I, just, I, could, I, I could add us in. I guess you could. I mean cool. that like recently Ireland got test status and um, became a member n- nation. I can't remember when it was. It was a couple of years ago, but I think they're the most recent one. Interesting. Where are they holding these <laughs> World Cups? In India, and so it's mostly in place like Dharamsala. Yeah. You may remember in 2019 England won 
via a Super Over against New Zealand in uh, July. Super Over is basically a tiebreaker at the end where if the if both the teams have the same amount of runs, they go to a Super Over, which is six balls per team, and whoever scores the most runs in those six balls wins. Is there going to be rain? Hopefully there won't be much, but I think it will be a factor at some point. So if there's rain, will the matches have to stop? It depends, but not... it. If there's just light rain, then it'll be fine. But okay, if yeah. there's a torrential downpour, then obviously there won't be. Cool, cool. Be able cool, to. nice. Thank you for coming on. Goodbye, Thank you. Fabian. Bye. And now it's time for Mrs Gordon's historical interlude. Um, hello, everyone. Um, it's lovely to be back. So this week's historical um, interlude is a little bit inspired by me watching Strictly Come Dancing this weekend. Ooh, I love Strictly. It, so do I. So maybe we should have a... Yeah, we need to do a Strictly interlude. I'm happy to do that. I'm, yeah. happy, to, I'm happy to be part of that. But it's made because this week was movie week on Strictly. Yeah. But also today is the day that FDR signs off the Manhattan Project. Oh, now, yeah. and it's linked to the big one of the big blockbuster films over the summer holidays, which was the Oppenheim movie. Uh, and I don't know if any of you are aware, but the Manhattan Project was signed off in 1944. It was basically the project that was going to develop and test nuclear bombs in the world and it's the result of in 1939 Albert Einstein and Leo Szilard I think that's how you say it who were both worried about the threat from Nazi Germany and they basically had written to FDR to ask him to develop his uranium stockpiles and to create a bomb because they were scared that um, Nazi Germany had something very similar. So the Manhattan Project is run by a man called Leslie Groves, but obviously the most famous one is Robert Oppenheimer, who is the actual creator of the bomb. And in July 16th, there is the Trinity Test in 1945, which basically is the first ever time that a nuclear weapon is detonated, and therefore that is then authorised for use by Harry Truman for Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But yes, without the Manhattan Project and the FDR signing it off in 1944, it might never have happened. Very yeah, interesting. Crazy. Yeah, there we go, everyone. Thank you. That's okay. And now we will be talking about the political party conferences. So, to begin with, what is or what are the political party conferences? Well, yes, that is a very good question. Uh, they are a major event in the world of politics. They happen from the end of September to about uh, the middle of October. There's one happening right now, which is the Labour Party conference. So, basically, Parliament will shut for a few weeks and the major political parties go off to have their conferences with all their members where they talk about their plans for the future, the leaders of the party and spokespeople for different topics such as uh, the spokesperson for education will make some speeches and talk about basically what is their plans are for the party so this one uh, at the minute it's expected to be the last one before the next general election when we'll elect a new party come into power so the political parties have been doing a lot of talking kind of planning what their manifesto which is uh, what they plan to do if they got into power will be uh, for the next election nice Nice. What happened to the Labour conference? Yes, well, the Labour Party conference is actually happening at the minute, at the time of recording. It will have just finished by the time this is published. And obviously the Labour, Par- Labour Party is headed by Sir Keir Starmer, who is widely expected to become Britain's next Prime Minister. This Labour Party conference was kicked off by a speech by Angela Rayner, who is the elected deputy uh, mem- leader of the Labour Party. So she made a massive speech and basically... 
Keir Starmer and his shadow cabinet, which are the people who are basically at the minute criticising what the government does and are planning for what would happen if they got into the power, are having given speeches and outlining plans. So Keir Starmer was on the programme Sunday with Laura Queensberg, although it was actually hosted by Victoria Derbyshire for that edition, but that's a fun factoid, it's besides the point. And he talked about how he plans to do two million extra doctor's appointments every year if he got into power. Now, the way he'd do this is by asking doctors and nurses to work on weekends. I can't remember the exact quote, but basically he said, we will pay them uh, really well to do the overtime, would be the plan to make it appealing for nurses and doctors to do that extra time to get the extra money and also ease from the NHS, although there's been a a lot of uh, scepticism about this because a lot of NHS doctors and nurses actually work in the private sector on the weekend and obviously the government's never going to be able to uh, pay as much as the private companies so there's been some queries about why people would actually want to work for the NHS at the weekend rather than a private company where they could earn more but uh, we shall see so over the next few days we're going to be seeing a lot more policies coming out from Labour uh, starting to get a good picture of what they would be like in governance and at the minute they have a massive lead in the polls which means basically um, all uh, people, political analysts, believe that the Labour Party will be um, the next party in power. So yeah. So what happened at the Conservative Party conference? Well, that is a very good question. So the Conservative Party conference happened the weekend before last, at the time of recording. And so it was Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, and other key members of Cabinet coming on, and they talked about what their plans are for the future. So one key thing they outlined was to uh, gradually ban smoking. So what they're going to do... They think it's going to take place from anyone born 2009 onward. They will never be able to smoke because they're going to move the age limit up every year for those who can smoke. So Ooh, at the minute, good. the age limit 18, but then it will go up to 19, 20. So there'll be a whole generation, the idea is, that will never be able to smoke. Um, so some people are really happy about it. Others would argue it kind of infringes some people's right to pick what they do, if that makes yeah, sense. Another thing is, it's not really a major thing with young people anymore. It's kind of moved to vaping and vaping yeah, exactly. won't be affected by the ban it won't no so uh, vaping will still remain a prominent issue within schools with this legislation it is being enshrined into law it's another policy they outlined which is no mobile phones in school which is just strong guidance they want to stop mobile phones because some schools will use them in lessons like to try and to hear them into learning obviously we don't do that so it won't really affect us but that's the idea behind uh, that guidance now there were some very controversial things said at the conservative party conference which we won't delve to deeply into so um, Rishi Sunak made some comments on um, transgender people uh, which many uh, people would find quite offensive um, which others did agree Um, I'm not gonna dive into the exact points of what he said because yeah they're a very controversial topic uh, but if you look it up you'll be able to find it quite instantly and there's been a lot of anger at the Prime Minister for these comments but at the same time there has been some um, support. Um, So moving on from the Conservative Party conference away from that very controversial topic um, uh, well, actually, in the Conservative Party conference, one more thing they did was scrap high-speed rail too. Stop. So HS2 was this project to go up from London and it was going to go up to Birmingham and oh, then split up to that would have been pretty cool, Leeds though. and Manchester. It's going to yeah. be one high-speed railway. That's good. They abolished it. Oh. But they started building it. But basically, so it they, has... So they, like, 
started building it, approved it and everything. So they, they started building it, they're, they're going to take it on to Leeds, not Leeds, sorry, they're going to take it on to Birmingham, but then oh. they're going to cut it off at Birmingham and not okay. continue on to Manchester and Leeds. Basically, it has cost tens of billions of pounds just to go up to um, Leeds, not Leeds, sorry, just to go up to Birmingham, oh. I'll get there in the end. Um, so that's why they decided to scrap it. A lot of people are against them scrapping it because they feel like, really, if it, a lot of people would argue, if it had actually started in the north, because the UK is very London-centric, a lot of our economy is based in London, they would say that if it actually had started in Leeds and Manchester, then they would have continued it on, and they're saying it's kind of London bias basically okay, and obviously when it comes that far a lot of people feel well they should have continued on because it's not that hard already you should get a train from london to birmingham um but yeah and so they promised to reinvest all that money uh, that they're saving by not continuing the building into lots of little projects up in the north and of england and west of england up there although again more controversy there because a lot oh, of the projects okay. they've said that they're going to do with this money were announced several years ago oh yes so they've just kind of re-announced a few policies which they did do a few weeks ago for another thing um but you know um anyway and then they had the lib dem conference which was the first conference to happen um so that was the liberal democrat party they're the third largest party in the uk by membership numbers their leader ed davey um speaks and really they're hoping to uh, get back into more prominence because a few years ago back under the coalition, so 2010 to 2015, they shared power with the Conservative mm-hmm. Party. And they had 57 MPs. This is cut. This has been cut down to. I can't remember exactly what they've got now, but it's less than half of that. So they're hoping to get those seats back in the next general election. The Green Party also had their conference last weekend. They had that in Brighton. They're targeting four seats in the hopes at the minute the Green Party only have one in Brighton, which is held by Caroline Lucas, who is stepping down. Uh, but Sean Barry, who was the Greens' London mayoral candidate, going to be uh, replaced in her in the next race to become MP. So they have also voted that in every constituency where there's going to be a, a like um, an election for an MP, the Greens yeah. are going to put up a MP for election. So we'll see a, we, we may see a few more Greens in Parliament. So yeah, that's it for party conferences. Hello and welcome to the Hayes Year 7 interlude. This is our first time doing this, so don't judge us. Please don't. Today we have someone, unfortunately, who hasn't joined us. We'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week, yes. Yeah, probably. So, if you don't know how this works, we each have topics, and at the end, one big discussion. So, you can follow along with that. Now, who would like to introduce their first topic? Hello, it is me, Galio Mansell, in 7CFM. And today, we will be doing uh, Music with Galio. Wow. Wow, yeah, very good. Clara's just silent. <laughs> anyway, the first announcement is for all the dogs by Drake just dropped. Very good album. Uh, yeah. Second. What is, that? is that a song? Or no, it's an album. I just said that. Is that made of multiple songs? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, because that's what an album is. Anyway, uh, I'm sure you've all heard about the Israel missile attacks and it's how sad. this links with music. It was at a music festival. It was very, very sad. This is yeah. The third, um, The Weeknd performs in the rain. That's all I have to say. I <laughs> didn't do any research in that. It's just The Weeknd did this one concert in the rain. Wow. Very nice. And th- this Latin artist called Bad Bunny will be dropping a new album this Friday called Na- Nadi Sabe Lo Va A... Can I try a- pronounce that? Pasa Manana. <laughs> wait, let me try pronounce that. Yeah, wait, yeah. Nadie sabe lo que va a pasar mañana. How, how do you know this? 
Thank nice. That was our producer, by what, the way. What is well it? done. Yeah, that was the producer. Um, What is that in Spanish or whatever language? From Spanish um, to English. No one knows what is going to happen tomorrow. No one does. Yay! No one does. It's kind of true. Dang it, you, you cut me off. <laughs> All right, um, moving on. What are your opinions on ready? this, Clara? Yes. Your opinions on this Wait, music. ready? Now, next topic. No, wait, you need to show your opinions on my music yeah. um, commentary. Uh, I don't listen to any of that. Okay, no how about you, Adrian? My opinion... Do you listen to only Undertale music? No, 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 no. You know. I only listen to songs without words. It doesn't need to be specifically Undertale. It could be albums without words. It could be jazz. It could be electronic. My favorite, electronic. I like jazz. Jazz is nice with the with the little funky trumpets and, like, the, the piano. Wow, something we agree with. I don't really listen to that music. Okay, well, um, of course you don't. Anyway, next topic. <coughs> next topic. Oh, yes. His, this is my part that I talk more. Yeah. So, talk. the question for today is, if you could be any animal, what would you be and why? I would be a rabbit. No. Um... Probably a bird, because I can fly everywhere. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I'd be a bird, so I can fly everywhere. I can go to Spain. Because Spain's nice. It's nice, Good it's point. tropical. Yeah, tropical. Anyway, anyway, um, it's warm. What, what would you want to do, Adrian? I mean, what would you want to be? Adrian. What do you want to be when you I would grow? love to be an axolotl. Want to know why? So I could go. Minecraft fan. <laughs> no, it's not. Average Minecraft Everyone, Galio's dumb because he thinks that an axolotl's from Minecraft. Hear that, everybody. Well, I know it's out. a real JK, thing. JK. That's just... Okay, come on. Okay, so... Come on. And I heard of it before it was come announced on. in Minecraft. Duh. Um, so, basically, it would be because I could go under the water and I could go above land. So can frogs. Guys, let's all clap for Adrian. Frogs are ugly. Silence in the studio. It's not a clapping thing. Let's carry on. Let's carry on. Wait, what, what, what would you be your opinion All right, on okay. the question? Um, what would you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> um, I wish I knew. I would like... I wish I knew. I want to be a rock. I would, Music. I would like to be maybe like a... No, I would like to be like a bird who can fly. So um, I can fly. Exactly what I did, buddy. Pick something. Pick something. Sorry, that's cringe. Pick something else. Pick something else. Yeah, pick something I, else. I would like to Ooh. be the, the rare spotted bald eagle. Hot takes with Adrian. Yeah. Right. Why your hot takes? Hmm. I think that. Small pets are the best pets for small children. No, I, mean, I, mean, I had a big dog when I was growing up. Oh, what if he ate dog? you? How'd you feel I'm about that? He couldn't. Oh. He wasn't that big. Yeah, he wasn't that big. Well, I'm see. saying if you had a pet that big and you were that Annie, small. Annie, Annie, what Annie. pet is that big? <laughs> like a, maybe um, a maybe helicopter. That's, that's not, not a pet. That's not a pet. And that can't eat you. Ama- American. Average yeah, American. Can. It's choppers. Average American kid. Adrian's American. That's why. <laughs> yeah. He's from America. From the hood. He's from the hood. All right. So, laugh. 
Anyway, come on. Um, this is getting awkward. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is your opinion, Galio? My that opinion. That was chat. Uh, my, my, opinion. Crickets. Guys, shush. My opinion on this. We don't care about your opinion. Just, Why just did say you it. Ask um, did I? Yes. Yes, you did. Oh, never mind then. Hehe. <laughs> um. I say I don't know because, like, it's kind of in the middle. It's just kind just of. Just give us an answer. Yes. Okay. Yes, small good. pets are good for a big. Uh, not a small and they person. are the best. Okay, maybe not the best, um, but like they yeah. are the best. Okay, now we're wrapping up with the last thing. Wait, what is? What's the, the discussion thing? topic for this news? This is a discussion topic. Yeah. Yeah. What's the topic? Um, the, the Israel missile attacks. Yeah. No, because then that's sad. Going into schools stuff. What's going for school? What's news in school? The Bake Off happened. Oh, yeah, that was actually pretty good. Look at the winners. Um, we don't know the winners. We forgot uh, them. There was this kid called Samuel who won the design contest. Oh, yeah, he's in my phone. Yeah, like the Spanish ball thing. He, he's pretty cool. All right, wrapping up with Galio CFM, me CFM, Clara, I don't know. Clara seven S Z A. Zen, Galio, play you. some of your music. Um, se- Clara Zevin. To end Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. We're, we're just wrapping up. Goodbye. No. Okay, bye. <laughs> so now we're going to be talking to you about the Israel conflict and what's happening. Well, on Saturday morning, Hamas, so the Hamas uh, militant group, sent troops into Israel and have killed hundreds of Israelis um, in a horrific attack. Um, now, basically, Hamas is um, a militant group, but they also have a political wing, and this political wing governs Palestine. In essence, a faction of the Palestinian government has sent troops into Israel from the Gaza Strip, so uh, they govern Gaza. For any reason? Well, yes. It like The history of this conflict has gone on for decades and decades, because obviously, historically, Jews have been um, unfairly and brutally persecuted for their religion. So there was the idea thrown around, I think it was in 1919, a British Prime Minister first came up with it to make um, Israel um, almost a Jewish homeland. uh, Where And I think Israel is the only Jewish majority country uh, to this day. So where the majority, it's the largest religion in the country. At this time, Palestine, which is a Muslim majority, they were obviously, when it's not quite this simple, but basically when Israel was created, these Palestinians who were for the most part Muslim were kind of displaced, if that makes sense, because they came up with this idea that there'd be a homeland for Jews. And since then, Israel has wanted to control all of this land, uh, where Israel and Palestine, well, it's complicated as to what's recognised depending on the country. And basically, um, in essence, Israel have controlled the majority of the country, barring a region called West Bank on the ironically east of eastern side of israel and they also control the gaza strip now uh, the attacks were launched on the gaza strip and the hamas group controls gaza but it's a different political party that's also in the palestinian government that controls west bank it's really complicated so you may be wondering what is the gaza strip it's basically a 41 kilometer long and 10 kilometer wide territory between israel egypt and the mediterranean sea and about 2.3 million people live there so it's got a pretty high population. Yeah. It actually has like one of the highest populations and densities in the yeah. world. And so Israel's response to these militant attacks has actually been 
um, airstrikes on that Gaza Strip. So there had been loads and loads of bombs and missiles sent onto the Gaza Strip. Um, Israel provided electricity, I believe, for the most part to Gaza. They have now cut off that electricity supply after the militants came in. The Israeli, I can't remember if it was the Israeli president or prime minister, but one of them announced that they were at war. Um, It was a state of war and uh, they vowed to seek revenge. There are still Hamas uh, militants who, and the Hamas is actually defined as a terrorist organisation by many Western governments. There are still uh, Hamas militants inside Israel and um, West. a lot of Western politicians have spoken up to Israel's right to defend itself. Obviously, it's not quite as simple. It's not completely one-sided as they're coming in and invading. They, they felt a need to do this because they've kind of been pushed out and many would argue not treated fairly when they lived in Israel. So, and Israel has a lot of control around Gaza and, there's, and it's, it relies very heavily on UN aid which many would argue is because of what Israel has done around the Gaza Strip. Additionally, since this, um, the Lebanese Hezbollah group has also, is believed to have launched bombs. Now this, uh, at Israel that is, and now this um, Hezbollah group also has seats in the Lebanese parliament, but they, and they are part of the governing coalition, so they help to govern Lebanon. But that doesn't mean it's a, it's like Lebanon attacking them because it's a small faction. In the Middle East, there are a lot of political parties that also have kind of militant and, in some cases, terrorist organisations attached onto them. No, yeah, so it is a really, really horrific incident, and um, it's a bit of a failure of in Israeli intelligence that they didn't see this coming because they were taken completely by surprise. And usually, it would be quite obvious if there was going to be a large scale militant group like Ukraine knew when Russia was about to invade them. This is very different. I might add, it's not it's not a, as clear a picture because in Ukraine and Russia, it's very easy to say Russia is wrong and Ukraine is right. That is not so easy here. There's fault on both sides. Many would say. So yeah. Hello, we're opening up with a bonus segment. Guess what? Galio is going to do his music. I'm going to do a rap because why not? I, d- I don't know why. I really don't know why I'm doing this. Um, I might hate myself for this later, but... Toby Fox is way better. Jacob what? just needs what? to play the beat and then, and then he'll... I said Toby Fox is better? No, I didn't. All right. Well... Yeah. Stop it. You're yeah. Th- this isn't your rap. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. it. Stop. Mm. Just trying to help. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wait. Can they hear the beat? Mm. Okay. Nice. Can you turn it up a little? Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Busy and me, you're the same if you try. Yeah, I'm in something, I know. African pizza, I work in the alleyways, got smoking reefer. I go in the restaurant, cause I'm eating pizza. I'm a big car, and it is a two seater. Whenever I'm eating, I turn to a need. I have to put my fit up, cause it's a home fitter. And I'm classic, I'm getting rid of Like every year, and I don't wanna hear it. Suddenly, these rappers be all disappearing. Eminem is going, I agree with Yeah, yeah, let me just count the lyrics on my phone, cause I'm just like, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said I ain't real rapping. They say I'm fading my classes. Mm. They say I ain't the top of the classrooms. They say mm. I can't rap no more and run a rap about mm. the hood. I'm as black as Macklemore. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I make music to get people out of the basement, get troubles out of their mm. faces, and you still hate that's amazing. Mm. When you think of rap mm. like mine, you mm. ju- you just pace around your job. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Back again, I'm back again, I'm back again, mm. again, again. They hated me, but I'm a fan again. Um, something, 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 something. 
So now we will be talking about AI and specifically Snapchat AI. And many of you already know what AI is. It stands for artificial intelligence and it's been developing a lot recently and become very popular for its ability to speak similarly to how humans speak. So there have been many like, I guess you could say like AI engines like ChatGPT and Snapchat AI. So basically Snapchat AI was put, when was it put on Snapchat? few months few ago. months not ago. that long at all no exactly and it's basically like this mini friend i guess you could say that you talk to and you can ask questions to and it like responds yeah and it's programmed to not have feelings obviously because it's not real yeah but um it, it's programmed to like understand things so when i was writing my article about it earlier i asked it if i could call it digital slave and it said it made it sad so oh, okay. it, it doesn't have feelings, but it understands when things should be sad from programming. Yeah. It didn't like being called digital slave at all. In fact, oh. it asked to stop talking to me, but here we are. There's many like different point of views about AI and why it's good and also why it's bad. One good thing about AI, I guess that you could say, is that you can learn a language. Apparently, you can talk to ChatGPT in 26 languages, you can also create recipes. You can also ask it loads of questions. Yeah, it it, it, it can be really, really exactly. helpful. Like it's it can be much faster than trying to figure out the best way to Google things if you often you don't get the right result. Yeah. However, there's like people saying that it's got no common sense. Well, obviously it would because it's not a human and it yeah. can't think for itself. But yeah. that also creates like a bit of a problem because if it's just like been programmed to like do some things a certain way when it's like kind of ethical questions. Yeah. I guess it's a bit like... Yeah, and um, there have been other controversies in terms of privacy risks. Yeah. And the UK government has actually, well, more specifically, the Information Commissioner's Office has warned it might have to shut down my AI feature on Snapchat completely after an uh, investigation. So, yeah. Schools and like the education system is also worried about AI because I guess it can be used to write essays, write Excel formulas poems movie code and you can even plan a holiday and obviously some question like what's it going to do to education yeah and how's it going to change but then i think like, i don't think it'd be that much of a problem because in the actual exams yeah you can't, exactly you're, you're, yeah you're yeah exactly. the and so although it may mean that homework when then yeah. it is, you're kind of cheating yourself in a sense exactly because you're not doing a practice in any actual exam you still have to yeah. do it and also a lot of teachers have tried to embrace ai 
um, in the sense that I was reading about it and it was like they're trying to say okay well they're going to use it anyway so it shows them an outline of how they can write these essays and now they yeah. can try and improve on that so it can be helpful in that sense even though they're trying to cheat yeah. it can still be utilized yeah. And I also saw something that it was like an English professor and they were reading an AI essay and then one written by like a student. Like yeah. you can tell the difference. Yeah, at the minute it, there's still yeah. a large difference. I think I also heard something about an AI that was able to tell what was written by AI, although it was only accurate around 50% of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, we've had this thing. So we've had work submitted in the newsletter before, not necessarily by our journalists, but just general submissions. And we're looking at it like wow, a year seven writes better than, like, year ten. <laughs> and we're just like, yeah. But, you know, we, we, you've just got to kind of roll with it at this stage because there's not a whole lot you can do because there's no accurate way as such to determine it. And so it's just kind of saying, okay, you're doing it, try and embrace it more than anything, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, Jacob and Mrs Gordon are going to talk to us about Strictly Come Dancing. So after my revelation earlier that we should have a Strictly interlude, that you've got me back, haven't you? Yes. To talk about Strictly, I'm very excited. So I'm a bit of a Strictly super fan. I don't know who wouldn't be. Um, I love Strictly Come Dancing. So, and this week I th- was movie week. Yes, it was. And can I just say, my favourite dance the whole time was the pro dance of to Barbie was just amazing it was something else but i did also i loved the opening the tribute to a hundred years yeah, of disney How that was really good was that? and all the, the melody of the songs yeah. and the different characters it yeah. was beautiful beautiful yeah. if you haven't seen the results show maybe turn your radio down for the next 10 seconds while we let you know who was evicted yes. so um obviously gawker and nikita yes. didn't get through but i thought fair yeah, it, 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 it wasn't the public uh, hating on somebody. No. It, they were generally one of the worst there. I'm a little worried for Zara. I feel a little bit nervous. She is yeah. the new Maisie Smith. They're just people are just they just don't like her, do they? No, no, you're right. But I don't know why. No, me neither, to be honest. But... Do you think it's just because she's kind of got that Love Island thing yeah, hanging just over that. her? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird one for people just to... But yeah, um, but I did love this week. My favourite dance, I think, was... I loved Leighton. Yes. But Annabelle Croft, that was beautiful. It was. Beautiful. It was. And I did really love the Men in Black dance. Oh, that was great. With Karen, but... Did he deserve a 10, Jacob? Well, did he? No, it was too early for, for a 10 from Shirley. I was just sitting there like... No, because it was not... Was it Bobby and Diane? That was amazing. Oh, that was really good, but they were a bit undermarked. Yes. Lots of people said late Nikita undermarked. Yeah. But, and I was a bit disappointed, because I've the last two weeks I thought Nigel Harmon was amazing. Yeah. thought he... I wasn't impressed by him this week. No, But I either. wouldn't necessarily have given him 25. No. But, um, but yeah. It was... Yeah, it was another week. Hello, Teodora. What's the scoring out of? So, oh, oh yeah, because we've just learnt as well that Teodora is not... Is not yeah, I've never watched it. And I haven't really heard Zoe of it. just passionately hates it. Which I'm really shocked by. I know. So, the whole idea of Strictly is... Ba- it comes from when I was little. It used to be a show called Come Dancing. And Angela Rippon, who's a contestant this year, Amazing, would present actually. it. And they would have ballroom dancers competing. And they made it strictly come dancing. So there's always a celebrity partnered with a professional ballroom dancer. 
they each week they learn a new dance. It could be samba, Viennese waltz, yeah. foxtrot, waltz, American smooth, Jive. samba. I love a Charleston. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, I particularly love an American smooth or um, a Viennese waltz. Love them. And then they work on that for a week. They do rehearsals, don't they? And then they on Saturday night they perform and they get marked out of 40. Oh, and okay. the judges basically give them a, each a mark out of 10. And then the public vote as to who they think the best oh, dancer okay. is. Yes. And on Sunday, there's a dance-off. Oh. The voting, though, can... So often there's a, a very much a popular one, isn't there? Yeah. Last year, Hamza, who won it in the final, was not the strongest dancer by no. any stretch of the imagination. But he really captured the public. Cause he was a wildlife photographer, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Really humble, really lovely. And I would say it was similar. Was it the year before with Bill or the year before yeah. that? Bill and Oti, again, wasn't the best, but they just... They captured the public. And that's what's lovely about Strictly is it's not, ba- there's no sob stories. It's not based on anything other than the person who has kind of made the most progress and the people that the public just kind of fall yeah, in love with almost. Exactly. I, lo- I love it. Strictly is just amazing. Hello, Zoe. How long does like the TV show go on for? Uh, yeah. 15 weeks. Oh, it's quite a long long. time. There's 15 celebrities, aren't there? Maybe it's 14 weeks, but there's there's, something like that. And then they do the Christmas special as well, every Christmas, which is just new celebrities, new partners. Nowhere near as good as the actual series because you don't get time to get to know them. Of course, I will still watch it. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, Yeah. Strictly is just amazing. It's the best thing. Teodora, watch it this week. Oh, that's what we can talk to Theodora about next week. Yes. How you found Strictly. Yes. Where do what you watch it? it? On BBC One. 6.20 okay. on Saturday night, and then it's 7.15 okay. on Sunday for the results show. And then, if you want a bit of midweek Strictly Sparkle, okay. you've got It Takes Two. With Jeanette and Fleur. Yes, at 6.30 on uh, BBC Two. Or, if you're more inclined to a podcast, if you're listening to this, the Strictly podcast hosted by Joe Sugg, and I cannot remember. I, know, I don't know who the girl no. is. No, but an- another person, I listen to that every week. Again, amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, get so into what, the Strictly world. Watch it. Watch it, Teodora, yeah. and let us know what you think. Yeah. Okay. And you, yeah. Zoe, watch it. Yeah. Teodora, yeah. I think genuinely you'll love it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. You just need Strictly Sparkle in your winter. Oh, you strictly do. <laughs> you do. It, it yeah. warms your heart. It does. It's amazing. Yeah. So, as we begin to draw this edition to a close, we're going to be reflecting back on this half term. So, Teodora is going to start with her reflections. I've really enjoyed this first half term. Honestly, people are like, oh, yeah, tennis is so stressful, so much work. It is. But then at the same time, you're, like, doing the subjects that you want to do. And it's just really interesting. And, like, you're learning new stuff every day. Well, apart from when we were recapping, because that was extremely boring. <laughs> but apart from that, it's all been really nice. And it's really nice to, like, for example, I picked computer science. And obviously, it's my first year doing it. And it's been a really good half term. And I really, really liked it. What about you, Zoe? Um, I think this half term has gone so quickly. Like, it's yeah. definitely... I know. And That's this crazy. whole year, it's gone so fast. Like, it's October already. I know. And yeah. we're going into our first half term of year 10. I think it's quite exciting, in a way. Yes. Obviously, I don't want to get closer to GCSEs. I don't want to get closer to leaving all of my friends um, when we're going to sit from college. But I think this has definitely been a really nice half term to start off. Um, yeah. I've made friends in classes. And, yeah, it's just really nice to do the classes that you want to do. But yeah, I think... This How's DT going? <laughs> uh, DT's going really good, actually. I really enjoy it. And I've got a good mix of theory and practical. So I think it's really nice. It's a good option if you're thinking of picking it. 
How are you finding computer science, Tia? I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's really good. Definitely pick it. That is good. What about you? Yeah, I like this half term. It has been chaos because we've been yeah. uh, gradually um, expanding the newsletter. Um, well, I don't think we can really call it the newsletter anymore. It's it's really... Hayes it's like about exactly, a bajillion Hayes communicates. Things. We'll be doing... Um, all the information will be revealed in the next newsletter and podcast. But yeah, Yay. I think this half term has... It's, it, it has gone so quickly. How are you liking your subjects? Yeah, I, I do like my subjects. I'm very happy. I went all in on humanities. So I did both geography and history. And I'm, I like trying out a new subject, which is sociology, because I've never done it before. It's a bit of a change um, yeah, exactly. from key stage three. But yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next half term. Slightly upset because it seems all my teachers have set tests for the first week back of half yeah. term. Yeah, because it is test week. week which is like... I thought cool. it was the second week back. Yes, it is the second week back. 6th of November, second well, week back. I've got three tests in the first week according to the actual one. That's test but week for you. Yeah, but test week goes so quickly. I've got to say this. It revising does. takes ages and I it stresses know. me out. But the test goes like that. I like go in, take the test, and then I'm my out. My issue is I feel like I'm just going to spend the whole of the half term revising when I could have... It wouldn't have been so monopolised. It's like a good opportunity to revise. I think sometimes yeah, exactly. when you have like mid term tests, like with it's those. really annoying because you There's no have time. weekends and you have after school, but that's it. But if you have a half term, you can dedicate some days to revision, but then you can also see Especially friends Especially a two week half term like we're getting yes. now. Yes, we are. it's going to be amazing. But yeah, I, I think the year's definitely going shockingly fast, which means mocks won't actually be that long away, our year 10 mock exams. And I, th- I imagine the year sevens have found it really going really fast as they kind of get into it. But I remember, I think I was like three, and my nan would tell me that time goes faster when you're older, and it definitely does. It's like, yeah, for real. it doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> I remember it, my primary school years, like, lasting ages. Yeah, as soon I as we got to I was in year five like, for 10 years straight. Year five never <laughs> ended. No joke. Year five was the longest year ever. I agree. I can't even remember year five. I loved year five. Oh no, I had Miss Jeffries. I do. I'm not going to speak hate about Miss Jeffries on the podcast. Anyway, Miss Jeffries. <laughs> Primary school Miss Jeffries. Primary school Miss Jeffries. No, no, no not had a chance, Miss Jeffries. Primary school Miss Jeffries. To be clear, it was an interesting year. But here we are, and yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the future. Me too. Same. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's it for our reflections so sadly this is all we've got time for this edition but thank you so much for listening to it if you have any story ideas or would like to get involved to speak on the podcast uh, just fill out the form linked in the description but yeah it is goodbye from me it's goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye from me uh, we are produced by Emma Prague Boltanas and Mia Harper, edited by Kit Carreri, Will Foster, Mia Harper, Emma Prague Boltanas, Jake Fennett Reed, Zoe Nevard, Tia Ormanjo, and Fabian Bailey.